Welcome into the In the Money podcast, the first one for 2022 as we take a look at the January 1st card at Gulfstream Park in the late pick four. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And they have a couple of stakes races that are part of this late pick four card at Gulfstream, Jim. Uh, so let's uh, start with uh, those two. And the uh, first one is the Danya Beach for three-year-olds in the ninth. Uh, going a mile on the turf, that is a two-turn mile, and got a couple of Todd Pletcher trainees in here. He's off to his typically hot start at the championship meet at Gulfstream. So can you beat a Pletcher in here? Well, I think you can. These, these are brand-new three-year-olds. They're just turning three today. So uh, uh, it's actually – there's a little bit of experience here, but uh, the early three-year-old races are tough. I think uh, I think Pletcher is going to be the favorite probably with with uh, Grand Sonata or Tenso, um, but I think he makes a couple of cases for other horses in here. Smoking Tea for Suge McGahee, uh took a while to uh, break his base, but broke it fairly impressively at Aqueduct last time out uh, at a mile and sixteenth. He cuts back here to a mile, got good positional speed. Uh, Castellano rides and Suge. Uh, get them ready. This horse ran December 5th, so been off for four weeks and uh, getting better. I like the uh, buyer progression from 36 to 59 to 61 to 72. So, and 72 it seems to be the key here. There's only one horse run quicker than that, and that's Grand Sonata. Biz Biz Buzz for Mike Trombetta. Um, if he goes here, he's <coughs> cross-entered in another race, the seventh race, but he goes here, uh, that last race, they tried him in a $75,000 stakes at Gulfstream at seven and a half and had the lead to the, uh, the very end and gave it up. Um, uh, also, uh, uh, ran in a grade three futurity off a impressive maiden win at Laurel and, uh, didn't disgrace himself in the futurity. So, um, Biz Biz Buzz has a shot. And then two Pletchers are obvious horses with Saez, Riding Chanso. And Gaffleyon riding uh, Grand Sonata, which will probably be my pick off that uh, very good effort in the Central Park last time at Aqueduct. When we get to pick four, I'm going to go four deep. Grand Sonata's going to be my pick, but I don't think he's by any stretch of single. Yeah, I started to put him on top, and then I ended up going to the stablemate, Chanso, uh, mainly because Saez shows up on this one, and that seems to be Fletcher's go to guy. And this horse has uh, never been beyond six furlongs, but. He's out of a broken Val mare, and so should love the two turns and uh, moved up on the turf. So I'm going to take that one on top over Grand Sonata. Uh, smoking tea you mentioned for those reasons. And the other one that uh, I like was Gingrich. I thought that was a nice maiden win for that horse at uh, Keeneland. And so uh, he'd been off since then. But off that effort, I'm going to throw Gingrich onto my ticket as well in this race. But uh, the one of the two Pletchers I see winning Chan So is my pick on top. The 10th race, the Mucho Macho Man. This is also newly turned three-year-olds going a mile on the dirt. And on the dirt, that is uh, an elongated sprint. So it's a long run down the back stretch, just the one turn. I took simplification on top. The last race, horse had some trouble at the start. So I'm going to forgive that and look at that 92 buyer figure two starts back. Uh, and then uh, had trouble in the subsequent effort. Five works since then to kind of get back on track and get refocused. And uh, that anything close to that 92 buyer would be awfully hard to beat for simplification. Uh, graphic detail, one start, a win at Belmont. And Bill Mott not known for cranking them up first time out. So that's noteworthy that this horse won first time out. 
strike hard is coming off a nice four-length win. Uh, the five, Skippy Longstocking. It's a Safi Joseph, Tyler Gaffleone combo, so that's a potent combination. Uh, but simplification for me in the Mucho Macho Band. How about you? Yeah, I think you can make a case for four of the six horses here, the four that you mentioned. Uh, I thought graphic detail is going to be my, my pick here. Luis Saez taking for Bill Mott. Uh, doesn't ride that much for Mott. And uh, this horse, Bill, is not known for getting up ready. This horse won first time out at Belmont uh, in a six-horse field. But one one by half a length came from well out of it. And uh, that should set him up well uh, here for this mile stretch out. It's just like you say, it's a long-edge sprint. But this horse seemed to want more uh, more distance, and a 74 buyer first time out, certainly good. Strike hard would be my second choice uh, with Alvarado. A very impressive win. And an optional 75 claimer last time out was the favorite. Beat Skippy Longstocking in that race. And then simplification, I'm going to throw him in. I'm like you. Uh, the 92 looks too good to be true, and the 53 looks too bad to be true. So uh, somewhere between those, if the horse runs back, horse went off it. Uh, Three to ten last time out, and just gave it up. I'm, I'm afraid the horse, you know, doesn't like to be pressured because he got a fairly easy lead and just stretched it out in that made special weight. Uh, Mr. Rum Runner is a cheaper horse, but is probably going to pressure uh, simplification on the front end. So I think that's why it sets up to strike hard or graphic detail to run down. Let's uh, go to the eighth race, which starts the late pick four. It's a non-winner's a two-lifetime claimer on the Tapita at a mile and 70 yards for Phillies and Mares four and up. I'm guessing you probably had as much difficulty narrowing this down as I did. I did, and I don't understand, and we talked about this before we started recording, why in the world Gulfstream puts two claimering races in their late pick four. I guess there's a reason for it. They got full fields here on the Tapita, but this one's tough. I look at this race one of two ways. I either would have to go really deep, or I'd take a stand. I decided to take a stand with two horses in here, and I have two different reasons for picking them. Uh, in a race where it's non-winners of two lifetime, I always want to look at the horse with the fewest starts. And Askew, by far, has the fewest starts here. One is uh, her second time out, doubled her previous buyer, 31 to 62, on the Tapita uh, on December 12th, and brings her back fairly quickly here. So, uh, Sisterson is a good trainer. Gaffleon picks up the mount from Le Peru. And I think Askew is my pick here simply because she hasn't lost as much as the others. Now, the other one that I'm picking is the one with the most losses in the uh, field. And I'm picking um, uh, the three-horse, La Russia, who has 26 lifetime starts with only one win, but she has 11 seconds. And the reason I'm picking her is Luis Saez picks up the mount. And Luis Saez might be the difference and where this horse has been finishing and where she could get on top. Five-year-old mare, lots of lots of tries, lots of second-place finishes, maybe the best bet's key or second. But uh, I'm going to stand with two horses here. I didn't like anything else in the race. I think it's a wide-open race, and I didn't want to go deep here. Uh, so I'm going to take a stand, and that's the two reasons. The, the least raced horse and the most raced horse with Luis Saez on her back. I ended up taking uh, Tidal Waters. Um, the best buyer figure for this horse came off a 60-day break and just you know eight lifetime starts with a win, a second, and a third. So um, there's less of a, of a 
record of uh, mediocrity established. So I'm going to take Tidal Waters. Good speed for this horse, too. Um, Saez, La Russia, the three. Um, the six, Askew, off uh, a maiden win. And uh, Gaffleone riding this one. Um, I'm going to also... When we get to the pick four, add uh, Hardly Social, the seven off the big improvement last time, and the nine, Cosia, uh, uh, third start back in the Sano barn, and that uh, could be a, a help for this horse. So I'm going to go a little deeper, try to hopefully maybe catch a price in there somewhere, but uh, I'm going to take Tidal Waters on top. The 11th race is a claiming race for four-year-olds and up, claiming price of $10,000. They'll go a mile and a 16th on the Tapita. Uh, I took uh, a tread, the three, just claimed by Delgado, who hits at 38% with newcomers to his barn. Paco Lopez takes the mount. I like that combination. Uh, Sovereign Warrior making the third start in the Kelly Breen barn. Um, could uh, see a little improvement there. Uh, the six, Marissa's Mission, uh, comes off a win and has steadily improved. So I think any of those three could win this and probably others, but I'm going to take uh, the three on top in the 11th. How about you? Uh, I, I use the same horses that you're uh, using. Uh, I did not use Sovereign Warrior, but uh, could make a case for him as well. Uh, a tread is probably the top pick here for Delgado, just like you talked about, 38% first off the claim. Um, he really moves them up, and this horse doesn't move, need to move up much. The buyers are all in the mid-70s, so... Uh, I think he's got a, a big shot at winning. I'm going to also use uh, uh, the six-horse Marissa's mission you mentioned, uh, coming off a very close win at 12-5, now one to three lifetime on the Tapita. Farley, the five-horse, is a horse that got an 80-buyer last time out at, in the same level, just missed by three-quarters of a length. So I think this horse, like the Tapita, has run three, uh, a couple of decent races on it. And then I'm going to use Ambassador Jim hoping that uh, he gets back to the form they showed back in August and September when he had buyers in the 80s. And if, that, if he can improve a little bit off the last race uh, and get back to those high 70s, low 80s, I think he's got a shot as well. So I'm going to go four deep for the pick four. So let's talk about the pick four tickets. What's yours look like? All right. I'm, going, I'm not spending a whole lot of money on this because I really, I really hate the first race. And I, I'm just, just going to use two horses. If I'm out, I'm out, and I'll play a pick three. So... I'm going to use 3-6, La Russia, and Askew, the, uh, the two horses we talked about. I'm going to go 2-4-5-8 in the Donia Beach with the two Pletcher horses probably being my top picks. Only going to use two horses in the Musso, Musso Macho Man, Strike Hard, the two, and six, the graphic detail. I'm leaving out simplification because I think they'll get pressure on the front end, so I'm only going to go 2-6. And then the last leg, the four horses that I talked about, 3-5-6-7. So thirty-two dollar ticket, three six with two four five eight, with two six with three five six seven. Ended up with a sixty dollar ticket, five deep in the first leg, three five six seven nine, then two five seven eight in the Danya Beach, then uh, just going to go three six in the Macho Mucho Macho Man simplification and graphic detail. Uh, I sh wanted to add Strike Hard, and the ticket was uh, to do that was ninety dollars, and I thought I don't want to spend that much on a ticket. Uh, so I, I just went with a 3-6 and then 1-3-6 in the last leg. So if you want to increase your budget, throw a strike hard in there in the Mucho Macho Man. Uh, I feel a little better about it. But 5-by-4-by-2-by-3 uh, for my pick-four ticket. First pick-four 
that uh, we're talking about for the year of 2022. Hopefully it'll be a big year for all of us horse players. Best of luck in the new year and best of luck with your wagers on the Saturday card wherever you're playing. There's the uh, Smarty Jones Stakes on the road to the Kentucky Derby out at Oakland, so take a look at that one too. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money Podcast or KeelanSelect.com.